You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Big Brother is watching. Well, not exactly Big Brother, more like a know-it-all little sister. We've got Alexa and Siri always there to hear us, even when we may not want them to be listening. We've seen Black Mirror episodes that look at this type of world, and we even had Jexy a couple years ago with Adam Devine, the comedy with the smart device that goes rogue. And while the idea of always being heard by the machines is typically presented as a dystopian sci-fi with Kimmy which is set now, having a robot companion always listening is actually a saving grace. Kimmy is another Siri Alexa, and Angela Childs is an employee of Amygdala, the company responsible for the most intuitive smart device available. And they make that claim because, while you may say, add a loaf of bread to my shopping list, and other devices here add a load of butt to my popping zits. Kimmy has all the misheard requests analyzed by actual humans who perfect requests in the future. And this is what Angela does for a living. She works from home monitoring incoming data streams with Kimmy devices and making corrections to the software. Working from her home is perfect. She suffers, like many of us in the artistic and creative fields, from anxiety and agoraphobia due to a previous assault, which has only been exacerbated by that pesky COVID-19 pandemic. One day while working, Angela receives a recording that appears to be a violent sexual assault, and she takes a very keen interest in solving this mystery. What unfolds is a mix of Hitchcock's rear window, North by Northwest, and a little bit of Run Lola Run with some dyed hair thrown in for fun. Someone knows too much about a crime, and it's a race against the clock to get justice. I am TCD Witt of the Screener Squad, and joining me to record our voices for a review and likely also... Our voices to be recorded by Echelon, to be filed away, to be analyzed and used against us in future, to update our algorithm, to manipulate us into buying things is Luna. Well, hello there. Howdy ho, neighbors. Neil. I'm here. And Jordan. Blue hair. I bet she has pronouns. There. Now you have your obligatory joke out of the way. And by your obligatory (laughs) trans woman. (laughs) Well, squad, as Neil said, he's here. We're here. I'm here. What did we think about Kimmy? I know it's only... Fucking February, but right now, easy front runner for my favorite film of the year. It's not Steven Soderbergh's best by a mile, but honestly, I really fucking loved it. Yeah, Soderbergh, even at his worst, is still better than half the people working out there. How many times has he retired now and he's just like, all right, I'll come back and nail it again? Well, someone gave him a script for Digital Real Window post COVID and he can play it in there. And then he gets a freaking awesome lead in Zoe Kravitz who just nails this that the first third you're getting just enough of Angela the middle third is the event and the final third is just doesn't stop I liked it a lot something feels like there's a missing puzzle piece but it wasn't a glaring giant hole in the middle of it I don't know if I wanted five ten more minutes of her 
after everything's said and done or in the middle somewhere, but I thought it was really good from all angles. It's a very tight movie, and not just from Soderbergh being such a master of filmmaking, but you got a screenwriter like David Cope, who has Spider-Man, Mission Impossible, and Jurassic Park on his resume. So you know the screenplay is great, and then handing it off to someone like Soderbergh. And you are, thank you for mentioning Zoe Kravitz, because this is the best I've ever seen her. And so much so that I'm pumped to see what she does with Catwoman, because up until this point, she's only popped up on my radar in supporting roles in like Divergence or X-Men First Class, which are not roles to showcase the talent she clearly has. Neither is the second Fantastic Beast movie, but that movie's unwatchable on many levels. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz really does carry this movie. It's only 89 minutes, but it is brilliantly paced and expertly edited. It very much sucks you in. Mm-hmm. Well, I have mixed feelings about this. I don't know if this is... Soderbergh's like love letter to like 90s thrillers because it gave the net Angela right that was her name in the net that was the main character played mm-hmm. by Sandra Bullock I don't know if people caught those things I was like I don't know if this is coincidence or not and then uh, of course Run Lola Run it definitely gave I wouldn't say rear window because the tenseness of that film is not in this film but it definitely just reminded me of like all those 90s like kind of thriller enemy of the state yeah enemy of the state yeah it just gave me yeah. just like i was like is this a love letter to like all those great action movies that the plot mm, not really much to go on but the character like we said zoe kravitz carries the film i actually never seen zoe kravitz act until this film oh. and i wasn't really excited for her to be catwoman just because I'm just tired of Catwoman. But <laughs> after watching this film, I'm really excited to see what she does. I don't know if she carries the movie, but she made it interesting enough to where I wanted to stay with this character. I want to see what this character does. And I feel like her motivations for wanting to solve this mystery were nuanced enough in the way that she portrayed that character from her own trauma to just being cooped up and being bored and having obsessive tendencies. And then of course, just being a genuinely good person. I don't know if it's because of COVID, we're all like, oh yeah, they're stuck in the house and it's like, what's gonna go on with tech and Alexa when they listen to your voice? (laughs) But that aspect to me is just a little played out because we've already given up our freedoms, clearly, in exchange for capitalism. Mm. So I think the impact of like this whole questioning of what we sacrifice for technology and the advancement of technology, we pretty much already answered it. But again, this seems more like a character-driven film where we're focusing solely on Zoe Kravitz's character. And like I said, she definitely makes this character a lot more interesting. I feel like in somebody else's hands, it wouldn't have been as interesting and I would have gotten bored. Sure. Because there isn't really much to this movie. I'm not going to lie to y'all. There's not. (laughs) I definitely will agree with what Lola just said in a lot of regards because we're already well comfortable into COVID and such. And even before then, so much of that, oh, we're giving up our privacy, you know, for the sake of, safety quote-unquote and yeah fuck capitalism too it is interesting to see it through some different windows as it were and as someone who is never tiring of catwoman i definitely (laughs) am also very excited but right now with kimmy i think she really does play angela well It, it really did come off as someone who is so 
uncomfortable. She made some really good actor choices. Even her physicality of not moving her arms gave her this very interesting walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Neil, you touched on not being able to pinpoint exactly, but there might be something missing to just tip this into a different place. Soderbergh, for the past like decade or so, has put challenges upon himself and restrictions as a filmmaker, almost to say, like, hey, I've already crushed it in my career. I want to make things more difficult and see if I can now still make movies. He did Unsafe a couple years back, which was shot entirely on an iPhone and, again, a very character-driven piece. He's done something like uh, Logan Lucky, which is a very character-driven piece while being not Ocean's Eleven. The restrictions that COVID gave filmmaking, I'm sure excited the hell out of them because this is very clearly a COVID movie, a COVID-produced film for how little happens on screen with more than a couple people. And credit to him to craft something that doesn't feel like all the derivative Zoom movies and table reads and TV shows trying to make comebacks on Zoom that we were inundated with for the first year or so of the pandemic. So the things that might have been missing, I think, were probably put there intentionally so. I don't know. Maybe there's something more nuanced you're noticing, Neil, that I'm not pointing at. Maybe. I think it was just this curiosity on Angela, because we don't even find out about the assault till more than halfway through. This is a very strong character with weaknesses. She's smart but paranoid, and all of them come into play in this movie this movie second half her paranoia becomes her strength yeah of getting through this but she's also super smart and quick with this stuff too i think i was just hungry for more on angela if it wasn't necessarily backstory maybe it was what was next something because she does get you hooked in she's an ass about some things but you understand others I think it's just her presence on screen that you're like, okay, give me some more. Mm -hmm. Give me some more. I also like to point out, I don't know if if it was just me, but she's also an unreliable narrator, funny enough. No, no, no. Uh, I I totally got that. Yeah. And also, too, like at the end, because the end was very campy. I haven't seen Steven Soderbergh do camp before. That's why I I actually (laughs) like the director's decisions in this film like this film may not be the greatest like plot wise but the creative decisions by the director is why i think i've enjoyed this movie and it also kind of left me with this feeling that midsomar left me with with the smile and the happiness because i'm like hi kichi just like eviscerated like five people yeah you know what i mean i'm not gonna give it away <laughs> she takes matters into her own that hands. door scene when she answers the door on the phone yeah. <laughs> is an amazing 60 seconds right yes there. the ending is very different in a lot of ways to what Soderbergh has done, but that also does play into Angela's unreliable, too unreliable as a narrator sometimes. I couldn't actually trust her. Yeah, no, I totally get that. This person is listening to all these things, and she picks up on this one bad thing, but, like, how many other things have this person's heard? So it's just interesting philosophical kind of take that you don't really see with a lot of main characters where you're rooting for them, but then back of your mind, you're like, hey, you enjoyed that. It was a little too efficient. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> what how you did that, girl? Like... She's super pushy with the relationship she has. The moment yes. her mom goes off the topic she wants, she's like, fine, hangs up. She's pushy with Hang her up. dentist. She's pushy with her tech friend. 
And when she's done, she barely gets by out and her fingers on the end call. Like, she, I'm done with you. Yeah. Over. Yeah. We see that in her yeah. one physical relationship she has, which is the Terry who lives across the courtyard, the very rear window-esque that he comes on over for essentially booty calls. And then she's like, I'm done. Go. <laughs> right. It was a lack of emotion for me. That was like, it's giving borderline sociopath? Maybe? Just a little bit. Well, I wouldn't like... say sociopathic. <laughs> the way she kind of just feels disconnected feels like disassociating like well there lies the strength of this character piece in that zoe kravitz's performance does have a lot of nuance exactly it it starts with the script because her one-on-one conversations as was just pointed out there's a lot we're learning about her and how she engages with the important people in her life and how those interactions do make her slightly unreliable She's already an untrustworthy individual because she's literally listening to people without them knowing about it. So thematically, it works that she's not someone that we can go, I I completely support everything this girl's doing. Yeah, exactly. And I do want to point out brilliant sound design work in oh, this movie. Yes. Great sound design. Yes. Where it plays with the audio equipment. Yeah, and it's supported really well by the score. The score of this movie does not have some of the modern sensibilities of thrillers, which tend to be very much... Touching on the sound, I love the little touch of when she puts on her work headphones, they're completely noise reduction, and we go into a vacuum, and all we hear is the audio files she's supposed to be working on. It's about three or four times of a complete sensory deprivation of... Because that's how those things work. If you have a really good pair... You do not hear anything outside of it. Shuts the world out. Because she'd keep her windows open, so you hear a tiny bit of the city's hum gone. And then we're in the audio files. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a nice little touch that movies generally don't think of. We're playing off of sound, but let's set you up with the lack of sound. Oh, most definitely new. A genre like this thrives on the details, the little details. And all the little details stack up to either topple the tower of the genre that this is playing in, or pushing it towards being a successful film, a thriller like this. It's stuff like the sound design and the score and the little details in Zoe Kravitz's performance from script up. I really think there's a lot of fun to be had here. And without moving ourselves into too much spoiler territory, I would like to guide us into wrapping up our thoughts here. So, Luna, why don't you kick us off? This was actually surprisingly a good movie. I miss the 90s thrillers like this when it comes to tech and mysteries and solving mysteries. Zoe Kravitz did an amazing job and I love the fact of how the character is written and the directing choices made by Soderbergh. I've watched a few of his films, but this one was strikingly different for what I've seen from him, so kudos. <laughs> it's not like the greatest movie ever made, so everyone just calm down. I know we're like fiending for like <laughs> over quality, but this is really a great film to watch and to really actually present subtly a lot of philosophical questions that really make you wonder <laughs> about just how much privacy we're giving away and how much we really do connect with each other during the time of COVID and technology. So with all those working pieces that we covered in this review, I would give this movie a 3.5 out of five times. I literally was like 
destabilized by the sound design in here because it was so good. Like Neil said, when that mute happened, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I felt like I was in those uh, Disney World rides with the, the senses and you feel the air. It was so cool. So yeah, that was pretty dope how they did that sound design. <laughs> Great. Jordan. <laughs> I, I did want to mention I was amused when Andy Daly as Angela's boss mentioned like, look, we don't want this to end up like uh, the Amazon plant in Arkansas. No one should want their own Arkansas, which I agree. <laughs> Is that an Arkansas dig? I don't know what you're talking about. I totally love the state I'm living in at the moment. Anyway, this movie is wonderful. It both feels like something new, but isn't quite, you know, everything I've experienced already. It's just such a unique take on this. And yes, Zoe Kravitz is great. Brilliant sound design. Wonderful story. Excellent editing and camera work it kind of hit all my buttons so i'm gonna give this something very literally i'm gonna have to do tonight nine software updates out of ten <laughs> very good well don't you just ignore it and tell it to remind you tomorrow and then when it rolls around tomorrow tell you to just remind you tomorrow no. okay Maybe that's just me. Neil. I went in kind of blank on this one. I've liked Zoe Kravitz's work. If you haven't seen Big Little Lies, while she's on a main character, she is prominent in that show. I haven't watched High Fidelity, which is on Hulu, where she plays the lead. It's on my list, and it's higher up on my list after watching this. I love the feel of it, but it's about Zoe. Zoe carries this movie that we typically have a main character with a flaw. She's got flaws, and it works. They are a hindrance, but they're not completely crippling. They give her depth. She gives the role depth. The fast pace doesn't let you get bogged down by bullshit suspense. When it's out of the starting box, it's going and it won't stop. We are on a short timer. Let's go. It's on HBO Max if we hadn't said that. So it's, it's accessible to everybody. So go watch this because not too far in the future, Zoe Kravitz is going to be a really big deal. And you could have seen her just off the launching pad. I'm going to give this... Eight out of ten egg things at the food truck. Watch out, Zendaya. Zoe's coming. We got <laughs> a little, another light bright. <laughs> Soderbergh is a master of filmmaking. He knows how to tell a story with expert camera work, staging, and pulling the exact performance out of his cast. David Cope has a killer resume as a writer. He's efficient, and he doesn't waste time with filler. And then you got Zoe. She is showing some genuinely great skill here as an actress. And all these things combine to make a really compelling thriller that never really goes full tilt into action thriller nonsense. It's well-paced. It's a breezy watch after a little slow start. But as Neil said, once it's out the gate, you're good. And most of all, this much skill makes a movie like See For Me or Hypnotic, and several others that we've reviewed for this site look so much worse. When you really nail a thriller like this, there's no room for amateur anything. These powers combined make a great movie, and I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10 pumps of hand sanitizer. Absolutely. <laughs> now, the real question is, should she feel any sort of violation of her privacy by having a neighbor who looks at her through binoculars? Well, he did prove that it is correct to have friends in high places. Ooh, mm, yeah. That's, uh... All right. <laughs> Get on out of here. <laughs> 